All right, welcome to the Cigar Snob Podcast. I'm Nick Jimenez, and I am joined by Bovidas, Rob Gagne, and Jay Fifield. Guys, introduce yourselves by name so people get a sense for the voices and who's sure. behind them. I'm Rob, and account manager over at Bovida. And Jay, also an account manager with Bovida. All right, so uh, normally we have uh, people in your chairs who are in the business of making or selling cigars. We were just talking about how you guys are in sort of a more comparable position to ours, where you're you're neither buying nor selling cigars when you deal with people in the industry. Exactly. Um, normally, you guys are in Minnesota. You're you're visiting Miami. What is it like dealing with the cigar industry from Minnesota? That's in in a sense, you guys must feel a little more removed from sort of like the thick of it than than completely. a lot of the rest of us in this. Yeah, very completely. It's very interesting to be able to try to make those relationships and yet do it remotely. Um, I would say sometimes it's not successful and other times it is and it's fine. Um, I think with our retailers, it works really easy because they can order online. And I think some of them like that. Um, But for Jay and I, when we want to make connections, we definitely try to get out in the field and get a face-to-face because that's where you really understand who you're working with and how you want to work with them. And you can portray that much easier than obviously just by voice. Right, right. Right. And I think that's why we put a lot of emphasis on doing events and getting out into market and meeting with manufacturers in person. Right, right. So uh, I think almost anybody who smokes cigars, even occasionally, has probably come across the name and they associate you guys with with humidification. Talk about the the history of the company and kind of what the scope of what Bovida does, because maybe people don't have a full you know understanding of of what you all do. Yeah, that history is quite deep. I mean, we go back 21 years, and it actually started out with four people. Um, Doctor Al Sari, um, he's since passed away, but he was a uh, doctor of chemistry, and so he was really the the brainchild behind taking salt and water and putting them together to make different relative humidity levels. Now, science has known about that for years, but Dr. Alsari really knew how to use it because he is a former uh, chemist over at General Mills. And he tag-teamed with Bob S., who's another one of our founders. He's Bob S. is a packaging specialist. So he knew all about the different ways of being able to package these types of things. And really what we were looking for is a package that would be two-way. So that membrane that we put the distilled water and salt in, that's a two-way membrane, which means it'll absorb and give off purified water vapor. So that's, I guess, for most people listening, that is kind of different in the industry. And that was the challenge that Sean and Tim, who are on the business side, so president and vice president, essentially, um, they had a hard time telling people, this is two-way control and you don't have to activate it. You know, back in the day, that was like, what do you mean? I don't have to dip this in water. Right. I don't have to, like, you know, drizzle this on my cigars, whatever it is. Um, and so for, I would say, 15 years, they had to overcome that hurdle. Um, and we were back in the day, we were named Humidipac. Um, and then everyone started coming out with Humida this, Humida that products. And so I believe right around the early 2000 is when Sean and Tim decided to say, like, what would distinguish our brand and make it different? And that was uh, Sean and Tim both opening up the Spanish dictionary. I think it was Tim that found it. And he said, Bovida. And and Bovida stands for vault. And we thought, well, that's perfect. I mean, uh, 
a, a vault where you keep your cigars is exactly what we want to protect with our product. And thus came the name Bovida, and we kind of segregated from Humidipac after a while and solely just relied on the name Bovida to just be more brand distinct yeah. and uh, simpler from a recognizing perspective. Right. So what are what's sort of like the scope of application of that technology? Obviously, what matters most to people listening to this is cigars, but there's more than that. So ultimately, I mean, I think it started on the cigar side of things, but yep. in terms of applications, anything from wooden instruments to cannabis, that's the major growth that we're seeing right now. Obviously, Canada went fully legal recreationally nationwide just this last week. And, um, I mean, electronics, medical device, anything that's moisture sensitive, there's potentially an application to use Bovida. I've gotten a call from a guy who said that he uses it for alligator eggs. So, I mean, we just see all kinds of stuff and that's on the consumer side, but we have had, you know, certain commercial relationships with people. Um, I, I think it's important to note that 3M also recognizes us as the expert in humidity control. We actually just had a really cool meeting with them, and they said, we cannot believe how pure this water vapor is coming off and how accurate you are. Yeah. So for a big company like 3M to like look at us as like the expert in that humidity control arena, we were like, you know, thank you. We'd love to work with you. Um, and I think that ball is still rolling, but kind of interesting to be working with these big players when we're such a small company yeah i mean that's good to know because my alligator eggs are never in the condition that i want them to be in and i haven't quite figured out what to do about it um you you mentioned the uh you know so some of these different applications how um does the the use or like what some of the particulars of how you how you would keep things humidified like let's take let's take uh cannabis for example uh how how different uh is is the product for use in cigars versus cannabis and and has is there a lot of variation other than yeah wh- whichever one of you wants to take it on but is there a lot of variation other than just like well here's the level does the technology vary much or is it no just- so the technology doesn't vary because it's right. always the same two-way membrane and it's always using salt and distilled water and then there's a third ingredient which is the food grade gumming agent and that just helps suspend the salt right. but really what we're looking at is getting the right relative humidity level. And for the, those of you out there listening, it's it's very interesting the way we come to that because we use this $8,000 machine that measures water activity. And water activity is not really something that most people are familiar with unless you're from the science background. But that just tells us exactly that organic material, how much water is it holding on to? Yep. And then thus we need to give it that water in the air. So that's where we translate it into relative humidity. So we can take cigars, cannabis, food, cereal, anything, take a sample of it, put it inside the machine. And after about two minutes, it's going to spit out a water activity um, number, which will translate into RH. So for wood instruments per se, they need to be kept between 40 and 60% relative humidity. So we make a specific RH for that cannabis tends to mold if it is above 65%. So then we make a 62 and a 58 for that. So it's really just understanding the yeah. product right. and then going ahead and making a salt solution. Now, it's not easy to make a salt solution for all products because after we get down to about 60% relative humidity, it's very hard to find natural salts to stabilize that relative humidity point. And the salts tend to get a little bit more expensive. So just as a, for instance, 
our 58 and our 62% are three times more expensive to okay. make for us. So it's just an interesting market to be in. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a new cigar smoker, hypothetically, and I got to get my whole thing set up. What do I need to know about how to use uh, Boveda at home? Uh, under what conditions, what if I'm aging versus, you know, whatever, all the, all, what yep. are, if you need to give somebody like a quick crash course, what are all the things yep. you need to know before you go and start using this stuff? First and foremost, two of the most important things are calibrate your hygrometer with our calibration kit. Because if you're using a hygrometer to measure relative humidity and you don't know if it's accurate, be a scientist, get it calibrated, know that it's accurate. First and foremost. Second would be Season your humidor with Boveda 84s. A lot of people don't understand that wood, actually like a 100-count humidor, will absorb about 90 grams of moisture. So the wipe-down method is like less than 10% of that. It's like 2 to 5 grams. So if you did the wipe-down method or the shot glass method and you thought that that was seasoning, second guess, use 84s. Each Boveda pack, that 60-gram size, has about 35 grams of moisture to give. So you got to use at least four in a 100-count humidor. And when you say 84, it's the 84% humidity. Yeah, max. and that's no cigars inside. And that's really just going to take care of the moisture that the wood is going to try to rob from our whole storing process. And then after that, it's just using whatever RH level that you like. So here in Miami, a lot of guys would just go straight 69 because they don't want to get above 70%. And it's pretty humid here. Other people are in other areas. Eric's, Eric's over here in the off to the sidelines. What what percentage of the audience do you think laughed to itself after here in Miami you got to go straight 69? Yeah, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's over 69%. Yes, yeah. Over 69% of the audience. Over 69%, exactly. So yeah, that's where using the Boveda packs inside the humidor or your Tupperdor or your Winador, whatever it is, um, that's where we get really precise and some people who don't season or don't do it the right way they end up you know coming out to a an idea of like these aren't working it's not the right humidity level and then new cigars do the same thing like new fresh cigars i don't ever put them in my wood humidor okay so i always put those like in a tupperware with 69s and let them come up and the rule of thumb is four times longer to rehumidify so if they're sitting on a ups truck Yep. And they come in at, you know, 62%. It's going to take four weeks to probably get them up to 69. Right, right. So kind of transitioning to where you guys sit in the industry relative to all of the other personalities that people listening to this might be familiar with. When when people think about what they see from Boveda outside of the product, you know, so all the all the marketing stuff, it's almost always, you know, leaning on the credibility of cigar makers. Uh, that's, you know, at least lately, right. Or for a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, so talk about, uh, what it's like for you guys being in, in the industry in that capacity, you know, cause I, I think in that way, you know, we, we touched on this at the very beginning, you're sort of in a similar position to ours and other magazines where you're not selling or buying cigars. You have this sort of very convenient, like, I'm just kind of here hanging out, you know, right. uh, observing and being a neutral party for the most part. Uh, what, what's that like, being able to be around the industry that way? Yeah, we're Switzerland, for sure, right, neutral. Yeah. Um, it's actually really interesting because like most cigar manufacturers, they all have their own craft or their own way of doing something. And so it's interesting to see the way that they do that. Not that they give us a lot of insight, but um, – and 
I also think it's very interesting that they all appreciate what Bovida brings. So I come from it from a, like an opportunity of gratitude to even be able to work with them and right. sit down and talk to them. What have been some of your most memorable smoking experiences? Again, because for example, like when you sit and smoke with a guy, you know he's got a he needs the humidity, right? He's got a he's got a Bovida his stuff, right? So there's a, some of that tension is gone, right? Because you're not smoking through that cigar wondering like, oh, man, is a sale going to get made or am I going to get access to this or that? Right. So what are just some of the memorable experiences of, you know, people that you've been able to engage with or, or you know, interesting guys to, to hang out with in the industry so far? Well, I get, uh, obviously, because I do a podcast for Bovida as yeah. well, so I get to interview some of these guys, and that's kind of the fun part. And um, sitting down, I think, with Pete Johnson recently, he brought something that he had just rolled from Miami that – week and uh sat down and all of a sudden it was i'm smoking something that he wouldn't tell me about but it was very good so um that was fun and i think that's kind of more the fun part for me is like i don't want any knowledge of really kind of what i'm smoking if it's new or if it's something that the blender's working on um because it's just kind of exciting to see whether or not you like it yeah without any preconceived notion uh but i I guess i kind of had some preconceived notion because pete handed it to me right right yeah, and you know, I've only been with Bovida for about six months now. So sure. in terms of exposure, not quite as much as Rob, but leading into my career with Bovida, I was a cigar smoker and you always you look at the magazines and the manufacturers and the blenders and having an opportunity to work with a company that works with those individuals and companies closely. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty cool experience right. and just the proximity and knowing that we're providing an added value for their cigars and ensuring quality, consistency from factory to consumers smoking them, it's So you've been pretty in unique. six months, so it's, it's a little fresher in your mind. Do you yeah. remember the first time that you were like, oh shit, I'm smoking with this guy and I've been smoking his cigars for God knows how long? Yeah, Cigar Fest with Rocky Patel. Yeah, yeah. It was about... 2 a.m. and it's right. like, what am I doing here? <laughs> so it's it's little things like that that go a long way. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, so this is a you know you talked about your podcast and let's quickly plug that. Where where what should people be looking for? Where can yeah, where can hear it? The, the podcast is just called Box Press. It's on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Uh, so if you want to watch it via video, go to YouTube. Um, and we actually interview cigar manufacturers we have some tips and tricks on there and i like we like to say season two is coming out 2019 so um we did shoot about five videos at ipcpr and i got to interview carl malone because he was coming out with a stick and unfortunately sorry everyone i don't know anything about sports and it was very interesting the way he started the conversation my producer was like hey we got some questions for you but is there anything you want us to ask you or not ask you and he goes Without skipping a beat, he goes, if you ask me anything about sports, I'm going to grab my shit and get up and go. Yeah. And I leaned over and I go, Carl, I don't know anything about sports. And he leaned over with his huge fist and he goes, my man. And I was like, <laughs> we're in. Start rolling. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I, we had a chance to, to interview him there as well. You, you got the, the huge fist. We went to his booth. And there was no video of our interview, so people don't see it unless they were following me on, on Instagram. But his first move, because we had gotten the warning about don't tell him about sports from his daughter who runs the, sure. the shop from uh, Katie. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah, which I found interesting because I know he does like some sideline color commentary stuff. So it's not like he's totally distant from it. And there's like a basketball in the box. I think he just wanted to be able to talk cigars, release his cigar, you know, nothing about sports, please. So, uh, but his move with me was to sit down, immediately take off his shoes. And he's sitting about two feet from me in the couch in their booth. And I'm sitting in in a chair. And he just really wanted to stretch out, I guess. So he puts his left foot. Like and it's long his leg, so he's yeah. got his his left foot is behind my head, the whole time <laughs> that we're doing this interview, his left shoeless foot is back there, uh, but yeah he's a he's an interesting character yeah um, yeah and 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 it's always cool when when cigar culture sort of crosses with with some other you know segment of of culture yeah. and especially in a guy like him who's clearly into this like he you know. Whatever you he, he he's not been a cigar maker for his whole life or anything like that, but uh, it's not often that you get like one of these you know celebrity names on a cigar who obviously feels as strongly and wants to be as engaged as he is to the point of like don't ask me about that other stuff I want to talk about this. So are there any people that you want to get on the podcast who you haven't yet? And um, this is another issue that that we run into. You know there are a lot of people who we know would be fascinating except for the language slash accent barrier uh so talk a little bit about those like yeah you come across people it's like oh man i would really love to do this but yeah that's rough yeah exactly that is probably one of the hardest things there's always people that we're looking at um to try to get on the podcast i don't want to say too much because i don't want to give away season two but um yeah that you definitely have to figure out what can get them to talk a little bit. Yep. And I would say that's the the direction I try to go with the podcast a little bit more. We can talk cigars all day long, but they do that all the time. So I want to talk a little bit more about who you are, why'd you start, what struggles did you have, um, what makes every day enjoyable for you to keep going at this? Because it's not an in- easy industry to just right. launch a cigar brand. Um, so that's kind of what I'm interested in. Yeah. So we like for the podcast to kind of be a reflection of the things that people would find in the magazine. So obviously there's cigar stuff, there's, you know, all these cigar industry personality things. We won't ask you to put bikinis on for this, uh, but we do a lot of travel content in the magazine. Uh, somebody is going to Minneapolis, let's say two days. What do you do with two days in Minneapolis? Depends on the season. Okay. Let's assume it's not now, which sounds like it'd be a bad idea and getting worse. Let's well, say like, no, okay, no. I let's, mean, so yeah, if it's cold in Minneapolis, what are you doing? And then let's assume summer. Cold in Minneapolis is not a bad thing. I would say ice skating for sure because there's some like downtown St. Paul you can uh, skate around on ice downtown, which is fun because it's lit up. And then there's nice restaurants to go to and um, kind of there's a cool haberdashery over there that sells cigars as well. So you could kind of do the whole thing. Uh, great smoke shops in both cities. Uh, premium stores where you can sit down, share conversation, share libation if you uh, know somebody that can bring one in. Because we can't, unfortunately, we can't mix libations with cigars in Minneapolis. The, okay, the company, right. the, yeah. the store can't. Right. Um, so, but, and then I also, I don't do a lot of it, but ice fishing is extremely popular. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, just taking advantage of the lakes that are everywhere, right. whether it's summertime out on the boat doing water sports, wintertime ice fishing, shacking up in a, a shed with some buddies, throwing back some beers, smoking cigars, catching fish, yeah. eating them later that night. 
Right, right. And I would say food too. We have a lot of great food and and stuff inspired even from here. Like a Victor's 1949 Cafe is a Cuban inspired place, and it's an old gas station. You can like write on the wall and sign your name, and it's a bunch of you know basically graffiti all over. But it's a really cool place to cool. go, and there's all sorts of you know local hotspots like that that you can just go and get great food. Yeah. Are there so uh, you know beer in the Midwest? Is a big deal. Huge. Any, yeah. uh, suppose that you can visit two breweries. You, you don't have time for more. What do you suggest people do? Dangerous Man would be my plug, uh, just because they don't they don't sell it okay. anywhere besides their brewery. Um, so I like that because you can't get it everywhere. But you could probably walk away with like a Crowler or something like that. What would you say, Jay? Maybe a Surly or Summit. Summit's been around for quite a long time in terms of just history within Minnesota, then Surly's in the grand scheme relatively new, but they've done a great job in terms of expansion, and you'll start to see them more and more around the the states as they continue to grow their distribution. But a lot of good craft beers. I like IPAs, and they're always putting out something where you drink two of them and you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They have a really cool brewery there too. Surly just invested a lot of money in their kind of headquarters. And so it's really like almost like an event center. So there's food and a big private lounge or private area where you could just reserve it. And then like you can see the massive tanks that they they brew in. And if you're there in the summertime, they have these almost like patio doors that kind of accordion open. Yeah. And it's just like a big giant uh, garden and play bean bags and all sorts of fun stuff. Very cool. Um, so if there's nothing we haven't gotten to that you guys want to make sure we touch on, is there? I'm sunburnt. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. What are you guys in town for, by the way? Let's, let's talk about yeah, that a little bit. We were out on, um, Miami Megaherf, which, um, was fun because Jonathan Drew was out there. We had some guys from Quality Importers, um, Altidus, uh, Cohiba was there. Um, so just a, a really fun event. Uh, but Jay and I are from the Midwest, so we were trying to chase the shadows. As as the sun started to move around, the boat would move. We were like, hey, let's go to the other side of the boat real quick. Uh, it's a little bit cooler over there. Yeah. So You at we, least uh, have some of the beard cover. Yeah. Casting a shadow on. Exactly. It's just, it's just here. Actually, you <laughs> know what? The the back of my calves got really hot, too. I was like, <laughs> I got to go somewhere else right now. I don't think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> the back of my calves got hot. <laughs> Yeah, I started to feel it there. The rest of it was like pretty much all hairy and covered, you know, my face and everything else. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, before we before we go and do all of our sign off stuff, uh, let's one last you know plug all your stuff, the podcast, and where people may want to follow you on social media and anything else you may want people to be aware of. Yeah, uh, podcast is Box Press. You can find it on uh, YouTube as well as any podcast platform. You can also follow Bovida Inc. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any of your social media outlets. Um, my handle is Bovida underscore Rob on Instagram. And bovidainc.com if you need to get any of your Bovida products. The cool thing I would say that we should add is sure. we have a, a Bluetooth hygrometer coming out, which is out oh. on the market now. And it started out on the market probably at the $50 range with some Bovida packs. And then we kind of went back and we're like with the manufacturer and now we dropped the price down to 20 bucks. So it's like a no brainer. And basically it's a hygrometer, like every other hygrometer comes with a calibration kit in it. And once you calibrate it, 
After 24 hours, it's accurate up to four points, essentially. And then you can see it all on your phone. So yeah. you can have multiple ones on your phone. You can take a picture, tell that humidor what it holds and what type of bovida packs you use. And then you see like a nice line graph of the history. You can go hourly, daily, and monthly. And then you can always know what's going on if you're in Bluetooth range with that hygrometer. I like it the best because of the capability of just having multiple and I don't have to open it up to figure out where it's at. Yeah. And you can order them at bovidinc.com and then retailers are also going to have them in their stores. So if your retailer doesn't have it, you can ask them about it and they can come and, and get one. They've already started shipping now, but we're really trying to make sure everything is stocked up and ready to go for Black Friday, kind of that whole well, shopping time. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that, I mean, as far as a gift idea, especially if, if like you're buying a gift for somebody who you don't really know what their cigar preferences are, that sounds like about as, as good as yeah. you can do. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so follow and listen to all of the Boveda stuff. Uh, thanks again to Rob and Jay for joining us. Hopefully uh, the Cuban coffee jitters will have worn off by the time they head off to their next Miami thing, uh, where I'm sure you're just going to end up Drinking mainlining more, more yeah. Cuban coffee. It was good. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the Cigar Snob podcast. Uh, you can find us on social media, on all of the social media things. Just look for Cigar Snob Mag. That's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google Plus also, which although I've recently learned they're killing Google Plus, which is very sad for me and the other four people who use it. And uh, look for episodes of the podcast on CigarSnobMag.com slash podcast. You can also listen on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, uh, and maybe other things that I'm forgetting now. Uh, rate and review us while you're there, unless you have uh, nasty things to say, in which case, get out of here. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode 